Hey there, I'm Rachel Roberts, and this is Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost. Today, we're talking about how one dating app made Valentine's Day even worse for some users looking for love, and why the word okay can sound anything but okay in an email. But first, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is once again pulling back the curtain on what Congress is really like. And it's not great. On Wednesday, the freshman lawmaker highlighted the way in which lobbyists and others who can afford it pay people, including some who are homeless, to wait in line for them outside committee hearings. Shock doesn't begin to cover it, tweeted Ocasio-Cortez. Initially, she wrote, she believed the, quote, tons of people she saw outside committee rooms were part of demonstrations. But an aide set her straight explaining how, quote, lobbyists paid the homeless and others to hold their place so they can get in first, unquote. Apparently, this is a normal practice, and people don't bat an eye, the congresswoman wrote in a second post. CNN reported on the paid placeholding phenomenon in 2009, noting that line standards could earn $11 to $35 per hour. Fellow tweeters thanked Ocasio-Cortez, whose five-minute explainer on the flaws in campaign finance laws went viral last week, for refocusing attention on this practice. They don't call her a Twitter pro for nothing. And dating app Coffee Meets Bagel told past and present users in an email on Thursday, yup, Valentine's Day, that their personal data may have been, quote, acquired by an unauthorized party, unquote. Talk about bad timing. Coffee Meets Bagel said it discovered February 11th that a breach exposed user data and that the company quickly took, quote, steps to determine the nature and scope of the problem, unquote. The email told users the, quote, affected information only includes your name and email address prior to May 2018, unquote. It also assured its users that the app doesn't store financial data, so that information isn't at risk. Coffee Meets Bagel said it hired forensic security experts to review its systems and that it's continuing to monitor and make enhancements to its systems to detect unauthorized access. The company asked users to, quote, take extra caution against any unsolicited communications that ask you for personal data or refer you to a web page asking for personal data, unquote, and to avoid clicking on anything in a suspicious email. As if the 14th weren't hard enough for singles. If you've ever received an email back from your boss or coworker with just the word okay, you know how harsh that can feel. Just okay cannot be good. In the mind of an anxious employee, an okay can become proof of hostility and judgment in text-based communication. Why does simply saying okay or any of its other forms, such as the briefer K or the bubbly KK, not always sound okay online? One expert has the answer. Gretchen McCulloch, an internet linguist and author of the upcoming book, Because Internet, said okay is not inherently rude, but the length of a reply matters. McCulloch said, quote, anything that's shorter can sound curter. Anything that's longer can sound more polite. In other words, your K may sound like a throwaway answer to the recipient. This may be one subconscious reason many of us pat our OKs with cheery qualifiers like OK, great, or OK, sounds good, to convey that we come in peace. Those extra words can make all the difference. McCulloch also noted that English speakers do not have the formal or informal you to give clarity on whether someone is being polite. So we often employ other subtle cues to convey a collegial tone online. 
KK is an example. When we shoot back an answer with KK, we're doing what's called reduplication in linguistics, repeating a word or part of a word to convey some meaning. When we communicate face-to-face, -face, we use gestures and facial expressions to convey the friendliness of our OK. Online, we deploy KK and OK exclamation point to add some enthusiasm to the brief answer OK period. And apparently, you think about this less if you're a boss or an older person. Here's a hard truth for employees debating word phrasing and exclamation point placement in messages to higher-ups. Bosses do not have to worry about this as much. McCulloch said, quote, In general, people are more polite to people who have more power over them. And that is true online as well. Your boss does not spend that much time psychoanalyzing you because they don't have to, unquote. And she said that older people tend to infer less tone of voice from internet connection than younger people. While a younger person may find a period at the end of a message to be ominous, for example, an older person may be more surprised that anyone is reading meaning into periods at all, she said. But at the end of the day, or email, just remember that you're not a mind reader and give OK offenders the benefit of the doubt. Try to mimic what they do in their emails and think about how they usually communicate. Just know it's all going to be OK. And here's what else you shouldn't be sleeping on. President Donald Trump is expected to both sign a spending bill and declare a national emergency to secure funding for his long-promised wall along the U.S.-Mexico border, the White House announced Thursday. Declaring an emergency would bypass congressional approval to spend billions of dollars on the wall, which he originally vowed Mexico would pay to build. It would also almost certainly lead to an extended legal battle over his authority to do so. And Amazon has announced it will no longer build a headquarters in New York. Amazon said in a statement Thursday, quote, After much thought and deliberation, we've decided not to move forward with our plans to build a headquarters for Amazon in Long Island City, Queens, unquote. In its statement, Amazon said it backed out amid criticism from state and local politicians. For more about how these stories develop, head to HuffPost.com. And now, you really gotta get up. Bye!